Hello and welcome to another episode of Dungeon Boys. Last week, Grim had a run-in with a giant, but blind, boar. This week, Briar wants to speak with Arlo privately before the Festival of Gratitude finally begins. What will it entail? Listen to this episode and find out. Today fades to black and we return to town. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the town, while all this is going down with uh, Black Fang, while the black, the discussion is happening with Black Fang, and while the uh, boar thing is happening with Grim, uh, Briar approaches you, Arlo, uh, and he says uh, to you, "Good morning, Arlo." What? What? How's Briar sound? He's not. He doesn't have a, like a British thing, does he? Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. His voice is very deep and airy, I believe. No, it's not quite that airy. Your first yeah. one. Your yeah, first, first one was closer. Really close. Arlo, something like that. Okay. Good morning, Arlo. Kind of like if Winnie the Pooh was played by John Goodman. I think that's I'm doing. I think I'm doing my best Winnie the Goodman. As well. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you're 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 pretty right on it. That's the crossover right there. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh has those people locked in that bunker for Cloverfield. <laughs> I just need a small smackerel. <laughs> Mary, uh, what's her name? Mary Elizabeth Winstead, I think, is the one in Cloverfield Lane or whatever. She's like in the trailer running running towards the door to try to open it and get out for herself and escape. And, oh, bother. <laughs> that was it. That was, that was the voice. Okay. Oh, no. Good, good morning. Uh, I... Ask you to come and join me, just you. Um, I've got to go and do a little f- pruning uh, on Trent. You remember Trent, don't you? Trent? Yeah, I remember Trent. How's Trent doing these days? He's well, and he enjoys his position as he gestures towards the great garden that you're heading toward. Uh, and Trent, <coughs> of course, uh, at least the way I see him as a tree, it, uh, has a dormant state where he just looks like a regular big old tree. Uh, and uh, he has, you know, his active state or whatever, where he has two legs that he walks around and he motions to this big motionless tree that he says, oh, he's enjoying his position at the center of the god and always the center of attention that Trent is. I just, I had this vision of like, we have to do some trimming on Trent. Like hefts a big axe over his shoulder. It's like, here we go. No, he, no, he does that. Really? Oh, yeah. He, okay, I, oh God. I, I didn't get there, but like he's... He's talking to you, and he does have a big, like, felling axe on his shoulder, and he says, we have to do a little pruning. Oh, now, is, uh, is, is Trent okay with that? That's part of the reason why I would like for you to go with me. But we'll discuss that when we arrive. Right. Now, right. Arlo. Right. We had many years together. I was your mentor for right. a long time. Right. Um... And it's so good to see you again. Right. It's good to, to see you too, Matt. Right. If something were to happen to you on your journeys, I would be truly, truly sad to have lost a light and a, a, a great sprout in the world. Um, but t- tell me, Arlo, how, how has it been? How has your journey been so far? Well, I wouldn't say I'd trade it for nothing. Made some good friends along the way. Blowed up a lot of stuff. Went across the water. I don't know where that boat went. But everything else seemed to be all right. Hey, you don't know about anybody named no girl, right? No. 
Let's focus on this, though, for now. And I don't. I've never met anyone named Gurla. Um, but a friend of yours that you've met on your journey? Oh, uh, maybe. Tell me about this tree. Yeah, I've got some more questions for you. If you remember, I've been your ment. I was your mentor. You remember for many years, and oh, right, 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 right. I had many right. lessons. Do you remember the lessons I taught you, and all the things I, you know, I taught you about growth and life and our place in the world, and how our, our goal was to spread life and you know grow things where things did not grow before, and you know try to bring life where there was where there was decay and no life to be found. You remember. Master Bright, to be perfectly honest, I've taken everything you've ever taught me to heart, mm. and I've tried to go out into the world and spread what you taught me. Have you been brave on your journey, Arlo? I don't think so. And I guess every if you're listening, just picture like picture uh, Briar. Is this the Winnie the Pooh and Piglet thing? I don't know. Maybe P- picture Briar is walking, plodding. Uh, he's a big, very portly man. We've made fun of his fatness many times. He's a dwarf, right? He's a he's a big portly dwarf, and he's got an axe on his shoulder, and he's walking with purpose towards this tree, and he's talking to Arlo every now and again, looking down at him. But they're you know he's on a task, and he's in trying to be in teaching mode. Um, I kind of envision Arlo as like Bomber from the the Hobbit movies, like the the biggest you mean dwarf. Briar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, Arlo yeah he's a big dang. boy. He's a big. He's yes, yes, yeah, just exactly. a big boy, but like. Not like cartoonishly large, just yeah. really large. Yeah, he's he doesn't have like flowing fat. <laughs> it's it's all one day perhaps. Yeah, it's it's all bolted to him pretty sturdily. <laughs> um, but uh, he does ask you, have you have you been brave, Arlo? I'd like to think so. Good. Hard, good, good measure on it though. Have you had to make hard decisions? Just. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose so. Mostly I'm just trying to do good. It's not mm-hmm. such a hard decision to do good. Sometimes it can be. You're about to see. <laughs> Got a darker side here. <laughs> but he says uh, sometimes it can be hard to make decisions to do good. and I'm about to show you a little bit why it can be hard. Nothing, nothing, nothing scary, nothing too bad um but you asked if if trent knew that we were going to do some pruning on him today and he does and and he's agreed to it um but it's not always so pleasant these things that we have to do uh and he walks into the garden uh, and you have now arrived in the middle and you can see kind of up the side of the 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 trunk of trent the treant which is the large tree that played a very uh, significant role in the Battle of Fark, which happened several weeks, maybe months ago, whenever the people first passed through. And now he's gotten this, you know, he's Briar's buddy, and he hangs out in the garden at, as the centerpiece. But you can see this branch that's out of place. It's too low. Um, it, it doesn't work where it is. Like, if people were to walk by who are much taller than you, it would, you know, its leaves hang down in a place that really makes the garden look like a little bit disheveled. There are dead leaves falling off of it, and it just, it's out of place. And um, Briar uh, walks over to it, and he taps three times on the side of Trent's trunk. And this great and mighty tree, and you can hear it creak and groan. 
and you can see its trunk split off into two as it steps to the side and the 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 leg being its right leg that you're right next to it drops to one knee bringing that branch like right down to the ground right uh between you and briar um as he's standing there and briar takes a grip on his axe handle uh and he says um Arlo, I taught you, you said you've taken every, all of my teachings to heart, and I appreciate that, but also, I didn't have you with me long enough to teach you everything. And what we've done together is spend all of our time going to different places and, like I said, bringing life to places where there were none, was none. And, and and stopping as much death as possible. We, we would go to towns together and we would cast magic that would just make things grow. It would grow crops and it would grow trees and places that were barren would now have beautiful foliage and plant life. But then we would leave and we would leave those other people in those villages to take care of the life that we had brought to them. And sometimes... Where crops grow, so also grow weeds. Sometimes things grow where they need not grow. And the lesson I'd like to teach you today is the value of pruning. Um, and so what he does then, uh, he says, <coughs> Arlo, and I know that you're a sweet soul. And I know that in my heart you take no pleasure in taking life. But I imagine you've taken some over your journey so far. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Remember how we made you there. the mayor? Huh? Remember how we made you the mayor? Yes, I remember. There was a rather large battle. There was a rather large battle. Have you seen more in your time? More large battles. Yeah. How does it make you feel when you have to Powerful. <laughs> <laughs> speak, speak Arlo's mind. When he says that, it flashes back to that time he was a frog and ate that guy. <laughs> zooms in on the frog's eyes, flames in the background. Powerful. Oh, this needs to be a more popular show. I'd never need another gif again. If someone drew a frog, if someone drew that scene, like, like if there was the original scene where the the person got eaten and the action continued, but then this was a flashback scene slow where it pan, yeah, it just stopped and the slow pan in with the flames burning, and then like you heard the screams of people around. Like, I never, I would never need another piece of content again. But anyway, um, let's get back. You know, answer, answer honestly. And he says, "We still want the torque drawing, though." We do want that too. What was wait? What, what was that one? Oh, the, the pleasure. <laughs> Listen to the last couple episodes. Um, he says. Uh, so, and when you've taken life, as someone who's been taught to only foster it, how does it make you feel? And, and, and honestly, that's actually a, a really good explanation for Arlo. Is <laughs> it? Yeah. Uh, be fair. It it does. It has it has sense prior to it. I mean, to be able to to create, but then also be able to take it. I mean, that's that's something. It is, and it is a power that maybe... also makes you a bit itchy. You ever notice that? 
full of you don't bathe afterwards. I taught you to bathe, you remember? Well, yeah, but you didn't tell me when. <laughs> I mean, I know the procedure. But... That's not the lesson today, Arlo. Uh, boy, did I forget about the difficulties of this particular <laughs> position. Um, he says, do you ever wonder if it was the right choice to take a life? No, not so much. I got to say... Any of the situations we've been in, there wasn't too much, wasn't too much figuring one way or the other that we didn't do the right thing. Very well. Then it seems maybe you have learned a piece of this lesson without me, but I wish to teach it to you still. And as he says, teach it to you still, he says, um, and so again, I say to you, sometimes, and he takes a grip on that axe handle and he brings it down, like with power that you would not expect from this type, this size person with this much fat, and that the axe swings down with the speed and with the thud. And Arlo is no more. (laughs) Into the the base of this branch coming off of Trent, the tree, and he brings the axe down on the stray branch coming out of Trent's leg with a mighty thud and splinters burst forth from the slice. uh, And you can hear from above you a a whimper of pain. And a wince, and a, and Trent pulls his weg, leg away slightly, as if in as extreme pain. Pull his leg away. <laughs> he pulls his leg away. He pulls his leg away, and almost is, and to communicate, you know, his extreme pain. And he winces, and then very slowly he brings it back, knowing that this branch has to go. And he says, "Sometimes things grow where they shouldn't." And he takes the axe again and <laughs> chops again. Another another smack into the <clears throat> branch. More splinters and an amber liquid now splash out from the branch, which is now halfway cut through. Trent winces again, but remains in place. And sometimes it's up to us to know better to take life from things that are growing in a place they should not be, or to pull a weed that's suffocating the crop. Another final chop from Briar, <clears throat> and the branch is severed. It falls off of the tree. Trent flinches quickly and lets out a low roar. <laughs> then he relaxes and settles back into his place, places both his feet together, and he goes back into his dormant state as some of that amber liquid begins to leak down the side of him, and there's now a severed branch on the ground between you and Briar, and he says, and Briar takes the uh, the axe, uh, and he takes a little rag out from his pocket, and he wipes the liquid off of the head of his axe and he says but Arlo how will we know what life to take and what life to nourish what do you think well take old Trent here he ever do somebody wrong I cannot know maybe I doubt it but I can't know without a shadow of a doubt nor do I know if one day he may not do someone wrong in the future. Well, should we go ahead and kill him now, or what? I'm asking you. Well, How will we know what, what life to take and what to leave? Now you got me question. I mean, what's the value of this whole thing if at any moment we might just not be so good no more? What if, what if we all might just need to be no more so we can't cause no more pain? Master Briar, should we just destroy the world? I don't believe that's the point of my lesson today. But <clears throat> We you, start with Trent. 
You raise a good point. He seemed like he had it coming from what you said. If there was no one here, there could be no more suffering. But what else would there no, would there, what else would there be no more of? Sandwiches. Correct. And what do sandwiches bring you? Happy. And me. They bring us happy, don't they, Arlo? <laughs> they bring us happy. They, they bring us a lot yes. of happy. And so, if you were to remove everyone from the world, then there would be no more joy or pleasure or... The, or dang sandwiches. Or sandwiches. Yo, it. So, that's not the solution, to kill everyone, starting with Trent. So, tell me, Arlo, then how do we know what life to leave and what life to... Prune. If they can make a dog on sandwich? I don't believe that's a good measure. There's plenty of people in town that make a crap sandwich. That's true. But I've let them live so that's far. True. So far. <laughs> <laughs> One day. One day, Joel. How does Trent feel about this when they're talking about, do we need to kill Trent? He's, he's in his dorm. He's sleeping. He's chilling. Okay. <laughs> he knows Briar likes him. But I'll tell you at least my view on it. I believe the only way to know what life needs to be pruned when it comes to Trent, or when it comes to a crop, or when it comes to the world, is to, we've got to pay attention to the organism. You just said, you just asked me if I knew whether Trent had done harm to anyone, and I told you I can't be sure, but I believe I know Trent pretty well. We spent a lot of time together, and I pay attention to his needs. I pay attention to the needs of this garden, and when I grow a crop, I pay attention to its needs. And I can tell when there is a weed that's suffocating a crop or whether there's a branch that's causing more harm than it's causing good. It's because I pay attention. I pay attention to the crops and I pay attention to the world. And if we can pay attention to nature and to the world, we'll know when something's not right. And we'll know when something has to be pruned. So my lesson is not just that sometimes life has to be taken, although unfortunately you've had to learn that the hard way. And I know that you know you would say yourself that you're not the sharpest knife in the drawer, but I refuse to believe that you're not affected by the dark things you've had to see and do over the last several weeks. So I urge you to pay attention. I believe that you truly can have a, a grasp on nature and this world, and I, I, I trust you to do the right thing when it comes time to choose what life must stay and what's got to go. What weeds need to be pulled. I, I follow you. I follow you hundred percent here. I, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing you. And what I'm getting is a subliminal message from you. We got to kill the council. Possible. Look, you said pay attention to the organization, and that organization ain't never made no sandwiches as far as I've seen, and they ain't put no good in this world, including sandwiches. That's like strike eighteen right there. Although maybe it is possible that this lesson that I've felt the need to teach you has to do with the council. That it seems that you and your friends are on a path to deal with, if not them all as a whole, that you will come into contact with them again as you probably have as you have in the past. And maybe it is maybe they do need maybe they are the weeds that need to be pulled. If you ask me, I would agree, but I imagine that soon you'll have more information than I've ever had, if your journey continues. Well, I'll tell you, if that's the way things shake out, that's all right, but I don't much like killing. You know, I know it's got to be done, but, you know, to be just, just one fella and make that decision, that I don't know about that. And hopefully your friends can be an aid to you. 
But I cannot give you all the answers, Arlo, for I do not have all the information. I can only be a voice in your head when the hard times come. So, what do you say? We go back to kick off this feast with a pre-game sandwich. Yeah, let's go get one of them sandwiches. All right, he tur- he turns and puts hey, his axe on his back. What? Hey, you got any pickles? Yeah. So as the camera fades out, the you know the audio is fading, and you can hear Arlo look up and do, "Hey, you got any pickles?" And, and Briar just you can hear him go, <laughs> and you just laugh and pat you on the head as you walk back out of the garden. <clears throat> After before before we leave the whole scene, mm-hmm. I just want to like look over my shoulder and be like. Cutting my eyes at Trent, like, I got my eye on you. <laughs> okay. He doesn't, he just, like, some some wind blows through. Like, as you're, like, looking at him heavy, you know, looking at him threateningly, like, you know what he, what's going on. Like, some wind blows one of those branches that turns into his arms as if it was going to, like, reach down and grab you. And, like, you know, you jump a little bit. He, like, tries to scare you, but, you know, he's, he's not a bad guy. He's just joking with you. Fade to black. Eh? Fade to sandwich. Fade to sandwich. All right. So. Wait, was that the end of the episode or? No, it was just the end of Arlo's little right, lonely so episode. Every moment was Arlo's an episode. One. No, that was Arlo's yeah, you, uh, moment with his master. You definitely can't say that's not. The scene. <laughs> right there. That's exactly yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah. Winnie the Pooh and Winnie Piglet. Winnie the Pooh, Piglet, having like that heart-to-heart moment. Yeah. One of has got an axe slung over his shoulder. <laughs> One of them's kind of chunky. What day is it, Piglet? Monday. <laughs> you can't do nothing. He can't. What was it like? Uh, I do nothing. I do nothing every day. Uh, anyway, so by that evening. You know, you got Grim is rolling back into town a little bit worse for wear. Jack and uh, Eros come back with Black Fang hooping and hollering with turkeys on each shoulder. Black Fang has got a big boar over his back walking back. Dead turkeys, right? Dead turkeys. Dead turkeys. Uh, Eros has been satisfied that he got a kill while they were out there. He's got a squirrel. But without using his magic. Arlo, you and Briar have had a pregame sandwich. You guys spent some time at the tavern chatting and hanging out. I'm waving like half a sandwich at these fellows. And now the uh, the party is has back together. You you've joined in together. Uh, I would say Arlo, you've gotten up and left. Bri- Briar has told you he's got some more things to prepare. Black Fang takes all the turkeys off of you guys. Going to prepare another sandwich. Um, he's got an armful of turkeys and a boar over his back, and he says, "Oh." I'll take these to Duke. <laughs> he goes over to uh, he, that boy. Still like a little bit twitchy. <laughs> Wait, oh what? god! Wait. Yeah, the other guy. <laughs> oh no, that was uh, what was his name? Something Two Fingers. <laughs> yeah, Timmy Two Fingers. Yeah, Timmy Two Fingers. Yeah. yeah, the other butcher. <laughs> no, Two Fingers would have been better than what crap I came up with, right? That was it. Was it, was, it? it. I remember two fingers. I think it was Timmy two fingers or something like that. Timmy or Tommy two fingers? Was yeah. it Tommy? Was it really two fingers? I think so. That's way more clever than I thought it was in the moment. I guess that's all he's got left. <laughs> or maybe that's all he's missing. I don't know. <laughs> I'm almost certain I wasn't that smart. But anyway. But it's just the pinkies. Canonically, he's Tommy two fingers. <laughs> Um, and, oh, now <laughs> you're not taking that to Tommy, are no, you? No, he's, he's not. He's he's a, um, he, I'm I'm gonna take these. I'm gonna take these to Duke. He'll 
He'll cook them up right for us. It'll be delicious. Put them on the buffet. Oh, barbecue yeah. out of them? Yeah. Yes. It's supposed to be a callback. Only for true fans. It, yes, uh, I, I, I remember his cooking. Duke's barbecue is pretty good. <laughs> Not a sponsor. <laughs> yeah, Black Fang turns around. So his camera zooms in on him really tight. A twinkle in his eye. Not a sponsor. <laughs> Continues walking to give the animals to Duke. And now it's just the party back together to talk and do whatever it is you need to do uh, as evening is coming and the first night of the Feast of Gratitude will be on, will be upon you shortly if there's any discussions or anything you guys want to do together. So I cured a boar of its blindness today. I cured a, I cured a boar of its life. It's a. Uh, what, 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 what would. Did your uh, unblinded boar have any significant markers that would. It was very large. Okay. You you did not see okay. it, I'm sure. <laughs> I had to dig I've, it out of a cave. I, I've, had a lot, I've had a lot going on with uh, killing things that probably shouldn't have been killed and a lot of stuff like that, so. It's good to hear that the recently saved boar was not the one we brought home to cook. Yep, totally can can relate on that one. I contemplated destroying all sentient life. Ah, do you know what sentient means? They make sandwiches. You're not wrong completely, <laughs> but you are a little. I feel like we shouldn't encourage him, though. We should not. You know what, though? And I, I hand him the other half of the sandwich I was taking. Chewing on. <laughs> Have a sandwich. It makes life a lot better. He pulls it out of his sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's like good. It heals all your psychic damage. Wow. Wow. That was the extra pickles. I got to tell you guys, the power of a good sandwich to clear my mind yes. is unmatched. Just so we're on a clear understanding, that's 31 points of damage healed by the sandwich. <laughs> That's yeah. the pickles I was talking about. <laughs> canonically, yeah. Canonically speaking, the most powerful healing item in the in the D D is a sandwich. Or a right. shirt sandwich. Please continue. I didn't mean to stop for a riff. Continue your RP. That was a good sandwich, Arlo. Dang, Skippy. Master Brown made that one. I don't know what he put in that sauce though. Feeling mighty fine though. Arlo, what do you mean kill all sentient life? And why? Well, Master Briar was about to go and chop down old Trent over there, but turns out he just had a hangnail or something like that. And he was talking about we got to, something about we got to pay attention to the organization. And then, you know, sometimes things don't grow where they need to grow, but you got to deal with that because that's weed. What, what, which organization? I'm pretty sure he's talking about them uh, council people. I see. But, you know, he didn't say no council people, so ain't no telling. Yes, but... We also talked about sandwiches. You want a sandwich? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, perhaps in his other sleeve. Returning the favor to the council and culling them might not be the worst idea, but I don't think everyone needs to go. Be fair, fellas. I don't know if I could do it myself. I could. Kill all sentient life. Well, no, I probably could. Probably could. It's like cracking his fingers in there. <laughs> I probably could, but I don't know. I just don't feel like it's right for one person to make that call, you know? That's understandable. That's why I've turned more toward the gods themselves. Let them make the judgments, and I will simply carry out their will. Oh, yeah, I could be an instrument to do. Instruments are we all. 
John, uh, arrows inside of your head from a place in, in deep, <clears throat> extreme darkness. Um, very similar to, you know, you, you, you feel a brief chill travel up your spine and inside your brain you hear that same voice that offered you all that power that you got from your warlock stuff. You're, you can hear your otherworldly patron, patron say, you could probably do it. As it passes through your mind, just briefly, just very brief, almost like a, is, you're like, did I think that? Was that just a joke in my head or did someone put that in there? We could do that. <laughs> just that little... The little chin nod, just the... Yeah. I'm like, no, I don't have that kind of power. There's probably just my thoughts. Oh, you know, just my thoughts. So I want to, like, toss up an arm as far as I can get around the arrows because <laughs> I'm shorter. Well, stick with us. You'll gain power to destroy all kind of stuff. But also, you know, you might want to talk to Master Briar, too. He says some stuff about you know, that's the best way of healing something. Just take away something that's doing it wrong. Yeah. Arrows made a wonderful shot on a turkey this afternoon. Good job. And I clap him on his back. <laughs> Without magic. Yeah. Even better. Slap. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. One wait, more wait, for the road. <laughs> Turkeys don't normally got magic. No, they don't. Yes. Indeed. So this was a non-magical turkey what you killed. Correct. Correct. I, I think... Oh, no. I, I think... Eros killed it. Right. Without Eros using magic. Okay. Now that makes sense. That's fair because the turkey didn't have magic either. We hope not. It cast no fireballs or nothing. Good. Good deal. Where's that turkey now? Could have been undisguised, Zuki. He's on his way to Duke. All right. This is painful. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps uh, if. Are there any NPCs around that have been guiding us thus far? I don't know what we need to do. I wanted to know where where did the where did the hall go? I was going to go and inspect it. Oh, uh, Duke's uh, barbecue restaurant is that way. (laughs) (laughs) It's a white building. Conveniently located. (laughs) There's a drive-through if you're just in a carriage and need to get something quick. Somebody come into this room and stuff. <laughs> They've recently terrible. started selling a uh, frozen treat. Quite good. Yeah? They actually have. They sell ice cream now. Really? Yeah. Nice. They sell, and they're starting to take orders for red velvet cake for Christmas. Get your orders in now, people. <laughs> That's what the sign says. Also, Duke's Barbecue, not sponsored. Yeah, not <laughs> yeah. a sponsor at all. No, so yeah, there's... there's you guys go and do whatever it is for the evening. I just wanted to let you give you a moment to be together. And if you wanted to go do something or you wanted to make a decision or if you just wanted to catch up, that's completely fine. But consider yourselves caught up. You guys go, maybe you take a bath. Maybe you take a little rest. Maybe you go hang out with Duke. This is an unspoken tradition. But somebody returns from a hunt. It must be like gawk dad. Okay. It's I'm true. doing the traditional gawking ad and saying that's pretty cool. All right. And then there is a fire or cooking of some sort where all men are genetically attracted <laughs> to stand around and go, hmm. <laughs> it's true. So, yeah, maybe, I am following the motions here. Yeah, maybe you guys are all standing around with Duke while he cooks stuff, but by, by the end of the day, by the time evening comes around, the feast is ready. Unless there's anything else you guys want to do, we're going to approach the feast. Now. Let's do it. Feast it up. The feast is ready. That evening, 
Everyone has returned from their adventures. The turkeys have been plucked. The boars have been sliced. Uh, and everything has been skint and barbecued. Including Trent. <laughs> no. A portly the, fellow the who the party has now <laughs> learned is named Duke is placing the meat on various feasting tables. Yeah. He's going around. The meat is being placed. The whole town is gathering. Remember, in the town square where once there was a gallows created for the hanging of a knoll, now a whole town's worth of people is gathering together. There are knolls coming in from the woods who are also enjoying this feast together. Everyone is together. Everyone, There's no one not participating. Everyone is sitting at these big, long feasting tables. Think maybe Hogwarts style, just cut up. You know, maybe not so long. Just big open area where everybody is sat down for a feast. Nobody's within arm reach of Briar for safety. Briar is at the is at the the front of town. Just like storyline wise, I, I would love like as Arlo to just imagine that the uh, the the fire itself for this feast was was the wood from the gallows that was built. Sure, yeah. yeah. Um, the, Whether it's true or not, but that's what Arlo wants to believe. That's fine. That's fine with me. Uh, it was made. <laughs> them gallows were made from good old hickory. Hickory smoke. Uh, anyway, the everyone's gathered for the feast. Everyone's around. There's there's hooping. There's hollering. There's people clanging mugs of ale together. There's plenty to drink. There's plenty to eat. But no one's eaten yet. Eat, eaten. No one's eating yet, uh, because Briar has yet to give the go ahead. Everyone sat down. Uh, and he says, hey, "Everyone, everyone, hear ye, hear ye, town of fuck." And he stands up in front of everyone where he can see everyone. You guys are at a t- table nearby, enjoying, you know, sitting down, getting ready to eat. You got meat and food and vegetables and everything in front of you. Um, there's plates of glowing mushrooms uh, all over the place for, like, you know, the kids love that kind of thing to make their teeth glow and they can glow in the dark and everything. Uh, it's just a beautiful sight. There's decorations. I place one of the glowing mushrooms in there, hiding it. Just- Uh, in the distance uh, you can see a a large evergreen tree has been erected nearby as well in order to somehow salvage the idea that this was a Thanksgiving feast but it's also a Christmas holiday get on here (laughs) let's not say that but anyway Briar stands up and he says hear ye hear ye town of fog Though I have only been your mayor for a short time, I wish to say that I do love each of you very much. Witnessing the vibrance and vitality we have been able to bring out of a sad town and broken relationships has been a boon unto my heart and a fresh rain unto my soul. I am grateful to be your mayor. I am grateful for our friends, the Knowles, and I am grateful indeed for our friends as well who brought us together. And he motions over to you guys as well. I am sure that each of you, and he raises his arm to everyone, and he says, I am sure that each of you has equally as much for which to be thankful. Without further ado, please begin your Thanksgiving together and enjoy this first night of our Feast of Gratitude. And then 
he you know raises a mug of ale and everybody else raises them and clanks them together and there's woohoos and there's yeehaws and there's woohoos everywhere everybody's very excited and everybody begins to chow down amongst all the noise and the cheer you hear Arlo in the background go up first night heck yeah <laughs> directly in front of Eros I should have mentioned as well as a plate directly in front of you is a full roasted turkey with the turkey leg just sitting right there, ready to be eaten. Um, but the feast begins, and everyone eats and begins their merriment. Is there any... I mean, so there are char- there are NPCs and characters all throughout this feast. There's Briar. There is... Argnon could probably be found from season one, the sheriff, the original dragonborn sheriff that was there. Uh, you know, you guys could talk to Duke about the, his recipes. I mean, any any enjoyable RP, anyone you want to speak with, anyone anything you want to do during the feasting time uh, is available to be done. But also, you know that as well, after the feast, Briar has intended, and other people have intended, there be some some feast, festival of gratitude. Yeah, bless okay. you, excuse me. Uh, some festival of gratitude <clears throat> games and... Uh, you know, activities to be done after the feast is over as well. I want to go say hey to Argonon. Okay. Because mm. I brought him back to life. Okay. So after he tried to sell us out. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. So Argonon used to is... have the same voice. I think Argonon had kind of a yep. voice like that. <laughs> well, prepare yourself because Arlo would like to go to each and every person within earshot of him and ask, how are you doing? And how's your mama? <laughs> And what's your name? <laughs> what's your name? Where do you live? No, I don't even need to know names. How are you doing? doing? How's your mom doing? What's your mom's name? You you got How many people we got in this town? Can you just imagine like D&D like, hey, tell me what that random NPC's name is over there. What's his address? <laughs> no, not his street. City? State? Zip code? Anyway. Is he allergic um, to anything? That's Tommy Four Fingers. <laughs> so... There was there was a there was a thing that me and Bryce came across years ago, but it was like elvish names sound a lot like redneck oh. kind of language. So it's like, where you come from, mama them? <laughs> How them doing down up in there? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's very true. All right, so Grim, you make your you stand up from your table while your buddies are feasting, uh, and you make your way over to Argnon. You can see him; he's at a table. He's he's pre- everyone else has cleared out. Everybody else is like they got their bellies full. They're going over to do whatever it is. And Argnon's got he's double fisting turkey legs. The tick. The and he tick says, oh, "Hello, hello. How you doing? I'm I'm well. I'm doing I'm doing I'm well. I'm enjoying. Did you enjoy the feast? I did. Yeah, it was very good. Had a couple turkey legs myself. Excellent. Quite filling. Excellent." How, how have you been since we last saw each other? That was a rather harrowing experience for you, I'm sure. It was. Um, I've maintained my position here, and, you know, things have been calm. A lot less knolls to kill, and he nudges, you know, <laughs> nudges one that's sitting nearby. And they're like, uh, a lot less killing going on. I, I've, I support Briar 100% in all the things that he's done, and I, I got to be honest, it's, I think things are on the up and up for Fark, and I can't be any more grateful than I am that you... Uh, if you brought me back to life after I had been, you know, killed. Well, that's good. That's very good. Glad things are on the up and up for you. <clears throat> Don't listen. Don't go dying again. I can't do that anymore. That's gone. So this is this is your last second chance, my friend. I, I don't intend to have a third chance, especially when we have, you know, a giant tree and a 
all-powerful druid taking care of the town. One can hope. I feel as though, really, thanks to you all, Fark has become a bastion for people who are displaced by the council. I, I know you didn't have that intention in mind, and neither did we, but there are people coming from all over to, to stay here. It's kind of like a, a safe haven, knowing that after pushing back the council before, uh, they're, they don't come to... There's been no more cullings here in Fark. No one's come to take anyone... It's not worth it for them. We'd, we'd be able to push them back. That's good. That's that's very good. But listen, you should probably prepare. As this place grows, I'm sure it's going to become a target. So build an army, so to speak. Um, raise defenses. I know you've got the knolls, and you know you, it's it's moving along nicely here. But I I don't want to have to come back here and see it in shambles. Am I nearby this conversation? Uh, sure, if you want. Yeah, you sure. I'd like to walk over. Yeah. All right. Just out of character before you begin, like you're talking about people coming from all over. I'm thinking of like the orb that's like in somebody's pocket. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, I got it. <laughs> oh, yeah, you, you walk over town. there on this conversation with Grim telling Argnon that you know he should figure out, you know, that it could get a lot worse. Well, Grim, they could also do like we did at the uh fortress at the start of the Bone Mountains in Melora's Quiver, mm-hmm. we set up the uh sect for. Uh, the Adventurer Society for Melora's practitioners to set up a bit of a guild hall there. That's Perhaps, true. Uh, adventurers might be more willing than uh, regular mercenaries as they're in it for the adventure as much as they are the money. I don't see why that wouldn't why that would be a problem and having more people like yourselves in town whenever bad things happen I'm sure as long as everyone's on the up and up that'd be a That'd be a good thing, and we, we, as long as Duke's here, we'll have something to offer them. You know what I mean? Mm. Food Sponsor. is delicious. And that also prepares you for after. If the council is no more, you'll be mm. set up for success for years to come. That is the hope. I don't know if there are any. Certainly, here there are no more illusions that the council has, has, the the the, the welfare of Medine in mind. I, I've certainly no idea what it is they do in that capital, but it's certainly not take care of the, this world's people. By all accounts, it can't be very good. Not from what we've seen. Certainly not a place I'd want to go. Harmony is not a place I'd ever want to visit. I'll, I'll take my countryside and giant tree and stinky nobles. <laughs> he laughs at the guy next to him. Mm. Quite. Well, if you would all be interested, I could write a letter of recommendation for... Yes, please do. Laura. Yes, write, write, write me a letter, and I'll uh, send it where it needs to go, and, and and do what needs to be done with it, and we'll get started on our very own adventurers guild here in town. That way, uh, between the folks here, our torches and pitchforks, the weapons of the gnolls, Trent the Treant, Briar, and the powerful Drew, I think we'll be untouchable by the council. I'd say. One can hope. Not to mention the wizards of the Thurge. Yes, the Thirsty Thurge, indeed. There are certainly many passers through there. But, of course, as you know, some shady folks pass through as well. Mm. We were those shady folks at one time. Well, that's true. Kind of. Been known to pass through things. <laughs> we were clandestinely meeting a guy to get a key to go on a secret <laughs> mission to <laughs> steal just, a god artifact. <laughs> I just meant mostly, of the original crew, only Arlo and I were. Oh, yeah. And you're not the same person. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, 
He's the same person, just not the same power set. Yeah. Yeah. All those, all original. All original. And minty all fresh. Yeah. <laughs> Is this a bath? Rubs and he says, uh, speaking of pass through, if we don't have anything else to talk about, I might need to find one of the uh, lavatories. By all means. <laughs> one of the less awake trees. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you just hear from behind the tree. Oh my god! And then one of the trees just leans down and squats. That's <laughs> a, yeah, a moment. Just right a there. naked dragonborn with a trail of duty. <laughs> this whole recording is completely off the rails. It really is. No, this is perfect. All right, so he he runs. The audience off. demands it. He slams down his turkey legs and audience. runs off to drop his duties out, um, and leaving you two there alone. As I have nothing else to do. I'm I'm finding arrows. Okay, um, he's right there at the in this crowd. Well, I want to find arrows. Wait, as soon as I get the chicken leg, I'm probably gonna turkey. find chicken turkey leg, and I'm probably gonna find somewhere that usually no one else is gonna be, and just like kind of sit and observe if anything sketchy is gonna happen, and just okay, because he knows that. When there's a party, there's always something bad behind the scenes, okay. somewhere like that. So on the edge of on like the edge of all the fun, <laughs> on the yeah. edge of all edge of all the fun, kind of sitting on the steps of maybe the one of the ta- the the buildings in the town square, you find arrows munching on a turkey leg in the dark by himself. I am also turkey leg in this thing. All right, all right, arrows. What you doing over here? Observing. What you What you find? Uh, sorry. I don't think anything sketchy is happening right now. That I, that I see. You're the sketchy thing happening. You're sitting on the side of the fire, <laughs> like eating a turkey leg, watching everybody. I know. Well, I, I assumed I was hidden. My bad. Oh, you gotta hide to do that. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, Arlo's talking to you. Talk to old Arlo. You what? have an eight-digit password for your phone. <laughs> what? Although Arlo's had talking that. to you. Uh, tore up. John, it's too late to stealth. You're oh, talking yeah, to somebody. <laughs> in the middle of the conversation, I he just <laughs> lays down on one of the steps and rolls underneath. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! Oh, oh, right. You have this conversation now, Dag Nabbit. Uh, what you deserve out there? Uh, nothing right now. I'm just gesturing with a half a turkey leg. Mm. Nothing right now. Well, mash some. Non-magical turkey shooting killing. How'd that work out? You couldn't use no magic at all? Um, no, it, I assume it stains the meat. All right, all right, all right. Hear me out. This could revolutionize the feasting industry. What if we did use magic in turkey hunt? We find a turkey... We take the turkey leg and we cast heal. And then we go find that turkey again. <laughs> now, now, we, now, you don't cast heal on the turkey leg. You cast the heal on the turkey itself. And when it's upright and going again, you let it scoot on and then you go find it again. I don't think no one's going no one's gonna to eat a revived turkey. Are you sure? Well, no, no. This, this turkey leg. That still sounds... Alright, you might Not be on something. You might be on something. <laughs> but look, look, I gotta ask you. What this is your first time here in Fark, right? Uh yes. What do you think about these people? 
happy. They're happy. They seem like they're doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. They seem like uh, they they don't have a lot of troubles right now. Yeah. Well, pretty lucky people. What's what's your thoughts on everything? We've been to some places where <clears throat> ain't been quite so right. Well, with the new mayor and all that, I'd assume that it'd be a little chaotic with people not 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 liking the new mayor. But it seems pretty happy. Mm. Seems pretty good. That's true. Yeah, y'all that find them turkey legs, and I guess the rest of the turkey too. And then, yeah, I went talking with Mister Master Briar, and he just told me about some stuff and got to thinking on some things. So. Who is Master Briar? He's that big, big dwarf over that way. Mm-hmm. I'm like gesturing widely with a turkey leg that way. Oh. He'd won what puts you up in that in that inn last night. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, he brought some things to light about, you know, how we feel about, you know, taking a life, or how we feel about, you know, giving a life. Ruining lives. Well, I don't know so much about ruining. Because we ain't a, stayed in one place too long after we done did something, so. There's a lot of people. I'm kind of feeling bad for them going ops. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of people that ruins other people's lives and enjoy it, which is kind of weird. Yeah, that I don't, don't seem quite right, do it? No. But I've heard They, they don't make no sense, neither. They probably don't. You know what I'm saying? They probably don't, and don't know how to cook a turkey leg either, so. You're right. A turkey, actually. Hey, cheers to that, we like. Toast turkey legs. Cheers to that. As you are cheersing turkey legs, Clara, the elven woman from earlier who helped help Grim gather (laughs) the the mushrooms, comes and sits down, and she's she's got this, like, mixture in a bowl or whatever, and she comes down and she says, Uh, Eros, wasn't it? Uh, yes, ma'am. Uh, and she hands you the bowl, and she says, uh, "I know you spend a lot of time with these, with your companions, and I know you're no kid, but maybe tonight you could be a kid at heart and, and enjoy some of these glowing mushrooms. I've sweetened them; they're, they're a delicious dessert, and they also make your mouth glow in the dark, which I know a lot of the kids like, and you may not enjoy it, but eh, give it a shot. It might be a good, good joke for you and your your buddies." As soon as I see that, like mushroom. Glowing mushroom, I remember like barfing out glowing <laughs> mushrooms from Mr. Like, hmm. I think I'll pass, but thank you. Hey, like, it was I want to like lean into Clara a little bit. You want me to hold him down for you? She's <laughs> like, sure, Arlo, if you want him. Uh, I just saw you over here by yourself and talking to Arlo, wanted to make sure everything mm-hmm. was all right and. Uh, you know, you may feel unsafe or anything here in town, but I promise it's we're just having a feast and we'd love for you to participate in any of the things that we have going on. And uh, we just want to make sure you feel welcome here and not like you feel like you have to sit on the outside. No, just observing. I don't want to seem like I don't like it. I'm just just observing, seeing if there's any sketchy things, which there's probably I'm the only one that's being sketchy, if you know. Gotcha. She reaches over. She reaches over to Arlo's bowl one time and takes a big old scoop of mushrooms and takes a bite. And she says, "Hmm, delicious." And then she <laughs> opens her teeth and like they're just like super glowing. She says, 
I like to take part in it every now and again myself. Uh, and she turns around and she says, you boys enjoy the feast, all right? Go ahead, wait. Wait. She turns around. I'm going to slowly walk up with my turkey leg. Uh-huh. Dip it. <laughs> I mean, like a big, <laughs> like the, the big chip in the bag. Uh-huh. Like you get the big scoop right. of dip. I'm getting in there. Nice. And then I'm like, I'm going to take a big bite. Okay. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> she she walks away satisfied that you got to eat some of that. So with my glowing shroom leg, I want to point back towards the party. Hey, um, come on, why, why, don't, you, why don't you come on? Let's let's have enough talk to Master Briar over here. Sure. All right. On your way to talk to Master Briar, if you like, there are some of the events of the party are happening. Some of the different fun things that are going on. There are three different fun festival events that are happening. One of them, part of the uh, old gallows that used to be in the middle of the ring or in the middle of the, uh, in the middle of the um, town square has been deconstructed and the wood has been reused to create, you guessed it, a boxing combat ring. (laughs) (laughs) A single tear. Off in the side, you can see you can see a couple of gnolls are going at it, punching at one another and wrestling. And um, on the side, <laughs> and on the side of the ring, on a pedestal, there is a big crown. Like looks like you know, think of like maybe a Native American tribal dress crown made out of turkey feathers. That it seems as though there's one person who will be able to to come out with that. It looks like maybe uh, people are challenging one another to fights, and whoever is the one who wins all of their challenges whoever is the one who can't be beat uh is the person who gets to wear the crown also in the middle of town you can see a bunch of glowing mouths climbing up the side of trent the treant um seeing how high they can get to the top people are seem to be having races to see climbing to the top of trent the treant and as well as there's a bunch of kids and and other adults gathered around this vertical wooden thing with a big giant mushroom stuck on it and it looks like they're throwing turkey bones at it like a dartboard and so there's all kind of uh stuff that you guys can participate in each one of them um let's see the uh the trent there's a crown as well at the bottom of trent for these races made of dried leaves and then also there is a um, there is a another crown made of the turkey and boar bones for the person who can throw uh, the uh, bones into the mushroom from the farthest away. Man. We know where Grim's going. Yeah, Grim's headed to the boxing ring. You guys don't have to participate. These are just available to you um, as you guys are walking around and doing things. I know that Jack is a pretty acrobatic young man um, with his speed. I know that you know some of you like Jack you know do different things. So I'll these are all the available. Climbing one. Okay, up. I mean, up to you. Like I said, uh, I've learned my lesson betting on uh, boxing matches. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's go. Yeah, let's. Jack hasn't done much in a, in a while, so let's. Um, and again, to all our listeners, sorry for splitting the party and spending so much time on these little, you know, interim festivals. But I feel like it's fun to have some, you know, good deep RP uh, episodes and you know just give people an idea of who the characters are and have a good time um so at the trent climb there's some people over at trent the trent climbing up and seeing who can race to the top of trent uh who can get there the fastest uh and so each person is challenging it's like a one-on-one thing is like hey i think i'm faster than you so i'm gonna give it a shot 
and so Jack, you walk over there and you can see one of the faster folks has just won a challenge to get to the top. Do you challenge that person? Sure. All right. So Jack walks over there and issues a challenge to one of the speedy climbers. <laughs> and uh, he, he's a little, he's like a, he's like a, an older kid, like a snotty teenager. I get him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, I think I'm going to be a real athlete one day. I've been training. I've been training for climbing and speed my whole life. What are you going to think you're going to beat me, old man? I might. We'll find out, I suppose. But I'm a bit out of practice. I haven't done much for the past several days. All I've done is sit around. So. Hmm. I feel like this is kind of like a lose-lose situation. It's like, wow, you won to a child. Wow, you <laughs> lost to a child. <laughs> Maybe so. All right, so let's roll roll a d20 plus your, de- plus your dexterity mod- modifier to see who goes the fastest. All right. Um, I'm going to click the heels on the uh, <laughs> boots of speed. He's so that- cheating. <laughs> Snot nose breath. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. What do I roll? Uh, oh, uh, also, I want to take the lance off my back and just like stick it in the ground. <laughs> nice. So just like D twenty. Yeah. Plus your dexterity. We recently saw the new Ghostbusters movie in theaters, and it was just like that proton pack sound <laughs> <laughs> in the theater with the big speakers. I can hear yeah. that when like he's clicking on his shoes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's that noise? Oh no! Oh, no. oh wow! Why are your legs I'm vibrating? A, I'm a. Are you sure it's dexterity? <laughs> no, I think. Right. That's a zero, so that's fourteen. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not the uh, dexterous character I used to be. I thought you. Ooh. I thought you were like. What? What's? What can, off? I'm, I'm all strength now. Oh yeah, so it's athletics. It's not dexterity. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there will be athletics. Sorry. Okay. I'm a fool. Uh, athletics is plus eight. In that okay. case, it's a 22. All right. So. No. Eight plus four. Yeah, that's 12. That's 22. What was the zero? Zero is dexterity. Okay. Uh, zero sorry. And dexterity. You, you said zero plus something and no. you put it first. So I was like, you certainly didn't roll a zero. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you handily beat this kid. This You just like, this kid Run is like, the tree. <laughs> yeah, this kid is like, meh, 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 and he's like, starts climbing or whatever. And you just like, look at him and you give him like a two second head start. And then you, shoo, 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 and then there's a little bell up at the top that Trent is holding with his own little, uh, like he's got his own little branch is holding <laughs> the bell and you run up and you ding, drop it. And as soon as you ring the bell, a, a piece of Trent's, a vine from Trent's uh, foliage grabs onto your waist and lowers you slowly back down to the ground. And he, he, drop, he you know, lets you down to the ground and lets the other kid down to the ground. It's like, come on, you cheated somehow. Actually, I didn't even roll with advantage, so I didn't cheat. <laughs> you can respond to him however you want. I did. Kick him. <laughs> I did what cheat. you did? Yes. Done that at the top. I think you probably would have won if it wasn't for me cheating. But I'm not going to tell you how I did it. You have to figure that out for yourself. What is some kind of riddle? If you want it to be. I hate riddles. I'm an athlete. He turns around and leaves. God, I try so hard. <laughs> you throw it at him, but recall it right. <laughs> Next time. <laughs> Next time. <laughs> um, and then you can see the kid from the distance, like, kid goes up to his mom, and you can hear him muffled saying, like, I'm not cheating, I'm not being a climbing thing. 
and you can just hear the mom saying, God, Timmy, shut up. <laughs> You're just like your dad. Not me. Yeah. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> That was cool. That was the hope of the joke. Uh, but seeing the speed with which you traveling to the top of the thing, you're challenged by a knoll walking up. Yeah, you look pretty fast over there. Is, is it just? Is that just like the high pitched knoll voice, or yeah. is he also like a snotty teenager? No, he just. Okay. This is an adult knoll. Gotcha. All right. Uh, thank you. Mm, you think you're faster than me? We can find out if you'd like to try. Let's give it a go. I'm going to turn the boots off. I just I want to actually see about this one. Okay. Uh, so he stands at the bottom of the tree, looks at you as you ready up, and let's roll another athletics. Dookie. 16. He only rolled 12. Nice. <laughs> so you this time he you this time you can see as soon as uh, the person at the bottom says go or whatever he flips open his hands and his claws come out like a cartoon cat the way they do uh, and he like ratches onto the wall and you know, begins climbing and the, you kind of do the same thing just without the fingernails and you're using your strength to pull yourself up the different things on the wall grab into the bark etc 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 and you ba- and you just barely beat him and jump up and ding what in your armor. Did I ever put? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They helped me put it on. Yeah, and it's not half plate anymore. This is full plate armor. What a baller! Still the the original plan. I was just going to do a before I even started the one with the kid. I was just going to do peerless athlete and jump to the (laughs) Superman. Just grab one branch as you pass by. I technically climbed. One of the I best things in gaming, one of the best things in game video game history, Spider-Man Two on the PlayStation Two, mm. getting your jump upgrade, holding down that jump button, and then <laughs> jumping up in the air. Oh, so good. Yeah, anyway, you beat him. Just barely. You jump up. Both of you jump at the same time. You just have a barely more reach, and you go, Ding! and then Trent immediately grabs you out of the air and lowers you down to the ground. Uh, and he reaches out his hand. He jump. says, "You're pretty fast, Jack." <laughs> yeah, we can't do that. Yeah, he grabs your hand or whatever, and he says, "My name's Sonic, and I'm going for a chili oh, dog." <laughs> he does not say that. No. Um, the nightmares. But uh, yeah, you you have defeated yet another, um, yet another person here. And one more challenger exits the crowd. You look around, you're like, "Anybody faster than me? I'm so fast." One more challenger exits the crowd. And it's not it's not Briar, but it's a person we've seen a couple times a day. It's Clara. Oh. And she says, Oh, so you think you're fast, darling. <laughs> I've beaten everyone who's challenged me so far. We'll see about she that. She did flee pretty fast. <laughs> Left Grim to die. How, <laughs> how difficult do you want this to be, Clara? Do you want me to do you want me to climb as fast as I can? I don't want you to climb slowly. Alright then. I want to activate Peerless Athlete. <laughs> I can't make it to the top of the tree, but I can jump like 40 feet up yeah. and then start climbing from there. She says, I'm ready when you are. All right. Count it down for me. Okay. Three, two, one, go. And then, you know, you both start climbing. Roll that strength. I'm going to go ahead and, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> <I heard it> <laughs> 
You jump straight into a branch. Yep. <laughs> so you jump really high. You know, you could jump higher than expected. <laughs> you, well, you jump really high, so you like look at her and like give her a little wink or whatever, this playful like you know. And I don't want to do that. You don't give her a wink, but if you look at her. You're about to, you're about to start. You're about to, you're about to jump. You're preparing to do your thing, and she immediately runs to the tree, and she's climbing. You know, faster than any person you've ever seen climb before in your life. You know, it must be how she forages for things. I don't know. <laughs> so you leap into the air, but you didn't think about how far you'd be from the tree when you left. <laughs> And you leap, and you're so close to the bell, but you're not there yet. You really need to grab onto the tree, and you reach out your hand, and you just... I have uh, the feather falling thing. I fall slowly. Can I try and grab onto the tree and salvage this? <laughs> yes. So you get to the top of your jump and reach out. Reach out. For, you, reach out for the, you reach out for the tree to grab it, but you're just your, finger, your fingertips away. So as you're feather falling, I assume you're like... <laughs> trying to flap your way over and you fall a little bit so uh roll roll your strength again so we'll see 13 <laughs> she rolled she blew you out of the water obviously the first time but this time she barely edges you out so she's climbing she's coming up underneath you as you're floating down towards the, <laughs> towards the tree again so she's like climbing climbing like what? how talk, did you do that yeah talk to her as a pass yeah i missed <laughs> <laughs> She says, she says, well, that's a first. <laughs> but that's a first. And she like continues to climb as you like, and you finally get back onto the tree and you climb up and you climb up and you climb up and she leaps off and you leap off and just barely held down by your armor doing that feather fall a little bit. She bling, dings the bell right before you uh, and you both float back to the ground. And Clara says as she hits the ground, still undefeated. Just, I'm still falling. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> it's like the skydiving kind of pose, like arms and legs out. Hang on, one sec. I've, I've got to admit to you, Jack, this feels a little bit, a little bit like cheating. It, I, I told you I was going to do everything I could. Well, nobody told you not to cheat, I suppose. So if Trent like, automatically is going to reach out and grab onto the person, is he like just trying to like pull you back down? I don't know if Featherfall is quite that intense, but no, it is literally just enough that you don't break your legs. So, yeah. um, and so... it's like the amount of speed you would pick up jumping off of something five feet tall, I guess, sixty feet per round. Yeah, but boom, shagalash. How does that translate to? We don't need to do the math. Clara turns around to the crowd and she does one of those stage bows where she crosses her legs and has her arms out wide and she bows one time uh, and she says, are there any more challengers among you that think you can climb faster than Clara? Uh, And no one crickets from the crowd. The only sound that can be heard is, oh, she's really fast. Uh, (laughs) uh, And so uh, someone comes out of the crowd and grabs onto that crown that was made of dead leaves and places it on her head. She takes another bow and says, "Why, well, thank you. I'll be back. I'll be back to give for you to give it another shot next year." Uh, and she, you know, wait, what is she the fastest at? Isn't this like the first year they've done it? This, this could be a game they do anyway, okay. some other time. Okay, it could be a. This could be the first Band-Aid time there was a crown. <laughs> <laughs> also, I mean, it, it is it is supposed to be the new annual celebration, so. Mm. Don't be. T- don't try to actively, while we're flying the plane, pull the wings off. 
You're supposed to be on my team. Yeah. <laughs> if, if I spot it, something and on the strength yeah, it, no one right. else can poke holes in. No, we know. We know it's a problem. Um, next on the list. Next on the list is what do we uh, do next? Really? You guys wanted to go talk to Briar, didn't you? Is that what you wanted to do earlier? Or was that a? Well, we're like walking through the town, and you said there was a, a boxing ring right, like right there. Mm-hmm. So, I would imagine that we definitely see the distinct figure of Grim in that area. Yeah, you do. So, He's already moving that way for <clears throat> sure. Arrows, arrows, arrows. You want to see something fun? You want to see, see something fun? That's right. I feel like this is going to be a little bit boring. No, 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 no. I just feel like you already know who's going to win. Well, maybe. Maybe. Think about it. You did see Grim, like, punch a boulder in half, correct? From the Golnax trials? Yeah. See? Uh, But look, look, look. look. Last time we come up on a situation like this, there was a big old frog. I was a big old frog. There was a battle, and there was this real big man, and then there was all this stuff going on. You need to get in on this. And then the bird broke. And the bird was there. And I just kind of paused for a second. <laughs> Even though we're all in different locations and we didn't hear him, Jack and I, we still just. <laughs> As you guys are having this conversation and Eros is thinking, I don't know if this is going to be very, very interesting. Entertaining. Entertaining. In the middle of the ring, uh, a fight has just begun against between two gnolls. One of them is a regular size one. The other one is a giant hulking one that he knows as Black, that Eros knows as Black Fang. And what you walk up upon, as you say, I don't know if this is going to be very interesting, is one of the gnolls lunges at Black Fang and grabs him around the waist and begins wailing on his stomach. Doo, 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 and Black Fang grabs him by the scruff of his neck from behind him and yanks him off of his chest and lifts him into the air and then punches him one time in the sternum and drops him on the ground. The thing, the the other knoll tries to get up, like laughing, like, "Oh, that was a good one." <laughs> See, you better believe it was a good one. <laughs> Black thing. How about this one? <laughs> Black thing kicks him in the chin one time, and the and the the younger knoll like spits a tooth out. The tooth comes out of his mouth and lodges into one of the four posts of the uh, of the boxing ring, and he flops down to the ground, and he says, "I yield." <laughs> and Black thing says. You better believe you yield. Who's next? <laughs> and like two other gnolls grab the younger one that's laying down with his tooth out and slide him out from under the thing as Black Fang has his arms out looking around into the crowd for who's who's going to challenge him next. Grim's hand I'm just leaning into, into arrows with like the eyebrows like that. Ah, ah. You see, it's just not the entertaining. With a, with a sarcastic voice now. It's like, see, it's not entertaining. Um, right, but tell you what, let's give him one round. Let's give him one round and see how he's going to do. All right. okay, we'll give him one round. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Uh, so Grim raises his hand to to approach, and he says, Ah, Grim, a fight worth waging for. Come join me in the ring. Oh, I certainly will. And I start, like, undoing the, the fasteners on my, like, basilisk gloves to yeah. take those off. I, like, drop the shield, throw those on it. And as I'm getting in there, I'm like, I'll take it easy on you, Black Fang. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. And I, you, brother, and I, you. And he drops down into, like, his a stance with his... He doesn't have really a fisticuff stance. He has, like, open hands. Like, it's just like he's ready for a violent hug. <laughs> <laughs> Slice your <Yeah>. violent hug. <laughs> um, so, we're going to have... Uh, we're just going to have, like, a, a, dirty, a dirty backyard brawl right now. Well, let me just... Like, give me curiosity... Let the curiosity murder my cat. What's your health, your HP maximum? 
198. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to get doubled. <laughs> and I got another sandwich. <laughs> Poor NPCs. Uh, we're going to let this fight continue until it's not interesting. Uh, <laughs> so uh, he stands in front of you and he says, uh, <clears throat> he looks over to the person at the other at the other side and like, there's a there's a human man like, no, none of the humans want to participate in this. It's, it's just the gnolls that want to participate. And he like, ding, ding, rings a little bell over there. Uh, and so we're going to roll in for initiative real quick. Okay. Oh, yeah. Last time we did this, I had like a bowl or something and like a butter knife. And we did the ding, ding <laughs> for the actual fight. That was a long time ago. God, <laughs> like years. years. Oh. Grim, what you That's got? been a hot minute. I got a 20. All right. Unnatural. Okay. No. Still, you're going to go first. So everybody, please picture a wrestling or like a, a boxing ring and a giant knoll, like a giant standing hyena with rippling muscles and, you know, ripped up fur um, and just joy in his eyes across from Grim's human man. Proper gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> Still with a grin. Yep. Grim is very happy to be fighting Black Fang as well. And he's, I'm very glad also that Grim did not get in contact with Black Fang before this. Yeah. Because this is how they would greet each other. <laughs> yeah. I like it. <clears throat> in violence. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All I can think of right now is discombobulate. <laughs> discombobulate. <laughs> how, right. So how tall is Black Fang? Is he taller than Grim or are they about the same height? I imagine he's like maybe, you know, a couple inches. Maybe, uh... Maybe even a foot taller. Okay. Cool. You want to help with that? Huh? You want to help with that? No, I don't need help with that. Okay, I got, I got something. Grim, Grim is not going to take it easy on this. Based man. on his HP max, Grim is no, this is not the level two <clears throat> fight boxing match that we had at the beginning of season one. No, sir. World of Hurt headed your way. All right, okay. Grim. Roll um, attack. So what I'm going to do, I'm, I'm going to um, rage. And okay. Enter frenzy, um, and I will uh, recklessly attack to punch this man um, twice. Critical hit, straight out the gate. Oh boy! And then second, two critical hits. All right. Straight out the gate. Okay. Short fight. <laughs> um, crap. So hang on, I have to do. I can do that. That's fine. Right? Why do I have to be so good? No, hang on. I have to add it. <laughs> he ain't even made the hit yet. <laughs> I'm just going to call this attack punch. I have to make another attack because okay. um, it's... Uh, I guess I, I had to edit it with the gauntlets. So it's not going to be good. What does it add? It has one. It has one. And then I'll do bludgeoning. Perfect. Got him. Um, yeah, that works. So, 22 for the first one. And then 23 for the second one. Damage? Yes. All right. 22 and 23, that's 45. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay, so the first one is a gut punch. You hear him go, oh, it's a rib. 
<laughs> you can feel it crack underneath your fist. And the next one comes across his face. And now it's Black Thing who's spitting out the tooth. He spits out a tooth and some blood. And he says, You bruised since the last I've seen you. Just a bit. Yeah. And then he uh, rolls to punch you to give you a, touch, a couple of punches. Um, From the side ring, Arlo's yelling, Black Something left. <laughs> uh, he rolls an 18 to hit on one punch. It do not. It do not. Oh, boy. You have developed. He doesn't hit on the other one, so he said, all right. He stands back up, and he, like, throws one jab at your fist, and you're able to block it, or at your face, and you're able to block it. Then he comes up for another one to get you in the belly, and you're able to drop drop an elbow down on that arm and knock it away, and he's like, mm. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen that meme of Sully from Monsters, Inc., where his face turns red and his eyes turn big, and people put the <laughs> sound effect. You gotta look it up. It's very funny. It's great. Um, so, uh, your attacks are next. All right. Oh, wait. He had advantage. Oh. Yeah, reckless attack. Okay. Yeah, roll, roll Let's drop, roll that back. Uh, so, he didn't hit the first one. His first two rolls did not hit. Okay. Uh, this one, though, is going to be a 26 to hit. Yeah, hits. All right. So, he punches you and goes for the face one time with his left. You're able to block it away. The second gut punch <laughs> comes up underneath and hits you for a good one. Um, we're going to roll a... Uh, uh, 11... And then a nine damage, so 20 damage from your gut. From, no, no, I, I, I don't know. Sorry, it was just 11. I rolled for two. I had to roll for two hits like a dummy. Just 11 damage. So you take 11 damage to the tummy. <coughs> tummy damage. Whoop. A little tickle. There we go. Your turn. Cool. Um. So this time, I'm hitting him three times. <laughs> oh, bother. I want to I wanna lean in toward arrows. Hey. I, I'd bet you 10 gold grim will win this thing. Yeah, I. not very surprising. I'm not betting anything. <laughs> what? I'm not losing any of my gold for some stupid fight. Oh, come on. Gotta admit, though, he looked pretty good out there. Yeah, I do agree. An NPC leans into Arl Eros and says, oh, I wouldn't take them, but... Yeah. Arlo <laughs> leans <laughs> down to the ground and picks yeah. up a thing. Oh, look, it's a tooth. <laughs> Um, I, I slap that. Don't touch that. That's gross. Jack catches it. <laughs> <laughs> Little glasses pop out. As he's flo- <laughs> For the sake of all what we're doing now, as he's floating out of the tree, he catches it. <laughs> 26, 29, 22. <laughs> <laughs> Just a hit. Yeah, those, those will, all three of those will hit. Okay. Um, <laughs> I hit one of my third fists. Thir- 13, 10... And um, that one's not 14. as delicate as the other two. <laughs> um, so 37. 37. Uh, uh, all right, cool. He takes he takes those three hits. These the, uh, I'm I'm gonna say you're punching again. Yes. So after so you've been hitting the belly, you drop down. As you drop down, you jab him one time in his inner thigh. That leg kind of swings out a little bit, bringing you his shoulder. You come back across and hit him like in the shoulder joint. His arm flops a little bit, and then with your last pit punch, you uppercut him again in his <laughs> face, and he just 
Well, at least it's fun. <laughs> he says, and now he's going to try to roll to attack you again. Advantage. With advantage, um, he's going to roll a 19 to hit on the first one. Meets it, beats it. Meets it, beats it, so he hits you once. And he's going to roll over a 19 on that one, the 24. Go ahead. Um, so he's going to... <laughs> Uh, this time, this is just, he's going to go, he's going to take a right, try to hit you in the face one time, and then he's going to go again for that. He's going to go drop down and try to punch you in your leg a little bit and throw you off kilter. Um, so we're going to do some damage here. Uh, oops. 12. And then 10. So 22 damage he does to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you, you know, pop your knee out or whatever, and uh, he says, "How those feel? Pretty great." <laughs> <laughs> All right, he's nice. your turn again. <laughs> All right, reckless attack. Uh, <laughs> oh, I missed crit fail. Uh-oh. For one of them, um, but then I got a uh, twenty-nine, twenty-seven for the other two. Okay, uh, so you go for the face. He ducks it. He ducks underneath your face. Uh, if you go for the face shot, he ducks underneath it, but going down, he gives you the opportunity to put one left one in his chin and your your right fist into his belly. Um, 15, 14. For 15 and 14, so not quite 30. Uh, All right, he's not feeling very good. He's leaking a little bit. He's leaking, Ooh, he's leaking on the mat. Um, he's going to... Do his best, so he's dropping down. Next hit he's going to do is he's going to swing up one time and try to punch you in the face with advantage. Arlo, how... Is a 18. How long are these fights supposed to last before they are not able to fight? Like, is it like... To death. To death fight? Because he's... If Rumor did one time grab for a man for four days. I don't believe that. Just Rumor, though. I I ain't actually seen that in person. I seriously don't believe that. All right, this one is a 25. He goes to, but this time he's going for a grapple. Okay. He's going to try to grab you around your waist. So his, his 25 is going to, I guess, get his arms around your waist real quick to grab onto you. So now we're going to roll a strength check, I guess, right? Uh, Yeah, I got a 16. He got a 2. He, been, he hurting pretty bad. So he tries to grab you a little bit, and you... Grab both of his hands and pull him off, and he's like, "God, you're so much... You've seen some stuff since I last seen you, huh?" Like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> uh, so now it's your turn again. I'm gonna headbutt him. Okay. Like pulling his arms, just <laughs> like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, twenty-two, twenty-nine, twenty-nine. Oh, oh yeah, all those. <laughs> Fifteen, eight, and nine. 30, 30. Me and my nightmares have group therapy about the stuff I seen. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how much? What was the total? Uh, thirty-two. Thirty-two. That's gonna be enough. We're gonna call it one hit all together. You just pull his arms apart and <laughs> headbutt him one time, and he goes. <laughs> and I I don't let him fall. Yeah, like I, I grab his hand. He, yeah, he fall, he's going to fall over backwards. Like his his lights aren't completely out. You know, you seen like UFC fights or boxing matches. Whenever they're like, it's not a TKO, like where they're flopped on the ground, but they're like, you know, he's he's like rumbling, bumbling, stumbling. Like he's the fight is over. He's just not asleep, and he's like stumbles back, and he, you grab onto his arm, and he grabs it, and he's like, oh, I call that a win for you. Uh, and he like stands up, and he 
he brings you in and gives you like a like one like a warrior pat on the back. He's like, I appreciate that. I can't look weak in front of the men. Absolutely. <clears throat> and then he goes towards. He goes over to the side and grabs the crown and he picks it up and he says, "Anybody else want this?" <laughs> and everybody in the crowd kind of goes. Like looks down at the ground. <laughs> Arlo starts to climb up there. <laughs> um, and then we're going to finish this episode with uh, <clears throat> Black Fang himself lifting your arms in the air as he slots the turkey feather crown on your head and says, Let's hear it for Graham! And everybody goes, Woo! <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, I want to, Arlo wants to yell out from the crowd, Black Fang! You got to suck less. I, I cast the uh, healing word on him. Okay. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, thank you all. I'll do it in the future. The Festival of Gratitude is underway, and our party is enjoying itself. What adventures lie in store as they continue their journey next time? Find out in the next episode of Dungeon Boys.